an economy that's going to become more and more based on technology as China is and, and China wants to be. You, you need innovation, don't you? You need entrepreneurship. You need people to challenge existing ideas and come up with new ideas. And if anything, be a little bit rebellious to be able to make those uh, innovations. Can, can people do that in China right now? Well, I think that uh, the government, for the government, uh, the alternative is to copy and, uh, and, uh, and scale up and uh, produce cheaply. Mm, which is what uh, Japan model, did. Uh, yeah, this model has worked pretty well. Mm. I think that the, so uh, uh, kind of uh, innovation uh, and, uh, and uh, making uh, creating something new is that so important from the government's perspective? It appears that, that they could live without it. So it's going to be more like Japan then. It's not going to be inventing new medicines, new drugs, new technological uh, advances itself. It's going to manufacture other people's ones much better, much cheaper, much faster. That, that, that is likely to be the case for, for uh, as far as we can see. Okay, Andy, it's always good to talk to you. Sadly, we've run out of time, but thank you very much indeed. That's Andy Shi, who's Shanghai-based independent economist. You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. Over in the markets, first of all, in Australia, the SX200 is off a third of a percent. The Nikkei 225 in Japan is down 0.1%. And futures markets indicating a flat open for the Hang Seng this morning here in Hong Kong. Brent crude oil is about a quarter of a percent firmer, trading at $76.43 a barrel. Gold is also slightly firmer at $1,781 an ounce. And that's it from me. Do please join me again tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock for Money Talk. Uh, back chat's coming up in just a moment after the news with Hugh Chiverson and Mike Rouse. The weather forecast for today. Uh, first of all, cloudy with showers. Those showers are going to be heavy with uh, squally thunderstorms at first. The maximum temperature uh, is going to be around about uh, 29 degrees. There is right now a black rainstorm warning in force. There is also a thunderstorm warning in force. And the outlook is for a few showers and sunny intervals in the next couple of days. It's 25 degrees right now, 93% relative humidity. It's 8.32. Here's Samantha Butler with the half-hour news. The observatory has issued the black rainstorm warning signal, the highest level, warning of very heavy rain over parts of Hong Kong exceeding 70 millimetres in an hour. Students at Holday and morning schools had already been advised not to attend after the red rainstorm signal went up before 6am. Squally thunderstorms are expected. The observatory has recorded more than 2,000 cloud to ground lightning strikes in the past hour. The Journalists Association has condemned the reported arrest of a former senior journalist with Apple Daily at the airport and has asked police to explain the incident. He allegedly faces the same national security charge as several colleagues at the newspaper. Carolyn Wright reports. Fong Kong, an editor and columnist at the now-closed pro-democracy newspaper, is said to have been seized while trying to leave Hong Kong. If confirmed, he would be the seventh member of staff or executive from Jimmy Lai's tabloid to be arrested on national security grounds this month. The police said only that a 57-year-old man had been arrested at the airport for conspiring to collude with foreign forces to endanger national security. They said he's being held while investigations continue. Apple Daily closed down last Thursday following a massive police raid on its headquarters the week before and the freezing of key assets and bank accounts. 
The South African president has announced new restrictions to limit the impact of what he called a devastating wave of the coronavirus. Cyril Ramaphosa said existing measures were insufficient to cope with the speed and scale of infections now dominated by the contagious Delta variant. We are concerned about the rapid spread of this variant. Firstly, because it is more transmissible than previously circulating viruses. It is thought to be twice as contagious, that is, transmissible, as the earlier variants. For the next two weeks, alcohol sales are to be banned and all gatherings, including political and religious ones, are not allowed. An overnight curfew has been extended and schools ordered to close next week. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Good morning and welcome to Back Chat. I'm Hugh Chiverton, your co-host today is Mike Rouse. Mike, good morning to you. Good morning, Hugh. Today we're talking about changes at the top of government. There's been a major reshuffle at the end of last week of the Hong Kong administration with the Secretary for Security, John Lee, replacing Matthew Chung as Chief Secretary and Police Commissioner Chris Tang replacing Lee. One of Tang's deputies, Raymond Siu, will become the new police chief. John Lee had been with the police force for over 30 years and the administration for less than 10 and is the first former officer to become a top minister. Carrie Lam said his promotion was made on merit and she urged people not to speculate too much about it. Despite only having a year left of her current term, she said now is a good time to step forward and start anew. John Lee is to act as the chief executive until Thursday while Carrie Lam is in Beijing. Chris Tang highlighting implementing Article 23 of the Basic Law as one of his top priorities as the Security Secretary. What do these new appointments mean then? Is this the end of rule by AOs? Is Hong Kong becoming a police state? Does that matter? Let us know your thoughts. You can leave a message on our Facebook page, Backchat on RTHK Radio 3. You can email us, backchat at rthk.hk, or you can call us, and our number is 233-88266. That's 233-88266. Just update on the weather. The black rainstorm warning is now in effect. There's a black rainstorm warning as well as a uh, thunderstorm uh, warning. And, uh, of course, the showers are heavy with squally thunderstorms at first today. So just repeat that, uh, a black rainstorm warning now uh, uh, in effect. Let's kick off with just a few uh, emails related to our discussion uh, last week about uh, human rights. Bowen said uh, in an email, I need to respond to the comment by one of your correspondents that if only one prominent pandem had condemned the violence, maybe we would not have got to where we are. Bowen says, I remember Anson Chan. Uh, I remember hearing Anson Chan condemning the violence on air without any qualification whatsoever. Check that out. Hugh and Danny should be more vigilant about this point in future. I have absolutely no doubt about my recollection being correct. Tony says, where was the human rights for the mainland people coming to Hong Kong? Uh, Jim H says, life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness are human rights. Maybe more, but not less. I can each of these in the HKSAR. Uh, David says, uh, good morning. Reference the lady conducting the human rights survey. My question has to be, who is funding this survey? Let me guess. Oh, and a great to hear Jim give his perspective on human rights. There's a man who clearly knows what human rights are and when they've been violated. Thank you for common sense, Jim, and I'm sorry what you went through. That's from uh, David. On the human rights survey, as I say, the uh, you can learn. You don't have to guess, uh, David. Uh, you can check it out online and uh, see exactly who's uh, funding the survey. 
And uh, Herman says on today's topic, John Lee and Chris Tang, I wonder how the pandems must feel after expending so much effort demonising and attempting to emasculate, i.e. defund the police, only to now find the police and security bureau in ascendance. Over the next few months, Hong Kong should provide for an interesting AB comparison with America, whose city's police departments are demoralised, hemorrhaging manpower and losing political influence, and whose crime rates are going through the roof. Or Britain, which saw thousands protesting Prime Minister Boris Johnson this weekend over his recent decision to push back the UK's reopening. I wonder if the BBC only covered the London protests because one of its reporters was chased by an angry mob screaming traitor in his face. As for the qualifications of John Lee and Chris Tang in their new posts, let's hope they prove more capable than the incompetence in Boris Johnston's uh, democracy given yet another high-level resignation, or more pragmatic and open-minded than Junius Ho and Priscilla Lung, who should be working to boost our local economy through events like the gay games instead of repeating their reactionally homophobic dogma like trained parrots. That's uh, from Herman. Joining us now, we have John Burns, Emeritus Professor and Honorary Professor in the Department of Politics and Public Administration at the University of Hong Kong. Uh, Steve Vickers is the CEO of Steve Vickers and Associates, a specialist political and corporate risk consultancy. Uh, Andrew Lung, international and independent China strategist, former Director General of Social Welfare. After nine o'clock, we're also going to be uh, joined by uh, lawmaker Alice Mack from the uh, Federation of uh, Trade Unions, uh, who did say uh, last week uh, it doesn't really matter if Hong Kong becomes a police state. Professor Burns, maybe we'll start with you. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for uh, joining us. What do you make uh, of these changes? Um, You had said previously that... uh, uh, Beijing, the introduction of, of uh, the national security legislation was a sign that Beijing basically uh, didn't trust the administration. What do we learn about uh, attitudes towards the administration from, from those appointments last week? Well, I, I, uh, there are four takeaways for me. I mean, the first one, I think, is I believe that John Lee's appointment is related to the upcoming elections. And... Uh, These are in September and December, and I believe the Communist Party is very insecure about these. And with this change, um, replacing Matthew Jung um, on Lo Hui Ning's vetting apparatus for these elections, we have uh, uh, one more police officer. So this is... This is a a reflection of the party's insecurity as it imposes a new kind of apparatus here. The second thing is, yes, I I repeat, repeat, the Communist Party does not trust the people of Hong Kong, and we can see this very clearly. But then let's remember the people of Hong Kong do not trust it either. So it's a mutual distrust. So if you look at Trust levels for the Hong Kong government, it's about 17% for the central government, 19%. I mean, that's way, way, way very low. And then if you look at um, what this, the party is also communicating to us that, um, you know, that accountability doesn't matter either. So John Lee's performance during the... Uh, extradition amendment uh, discussion uh, was uh, poor, I would say. He was part of the problem. He led, he was part of the group that um, didn't understand the political situation, that provided misleading political risk analysis, and misled everyone. And then he pushed police misconduct in Yunlong and various places like this, um, and no investigation. 
So I think this is, uh, is he really competent? I don't know. And it, it appears that the party is rewarding poor performance and saying to the people of Hong Kong, well, we don't, we're not accountable to you anyway. And then finally, I agree that the Communist Party is telling us that the political skills of the administrative officers are irrelevant now. They've been very critical of AOs, too insular, too local, don't understand the mainland, not sufficiently loyal, not trustworthy. They sidelined them from doing the vetting for these elections. And I think we have to ask the question, is this the end of the AO grade? Maybe they'll just be folded into the general directorate grade. Carrie Lam says, don't overthink this, but I think any any sensible person must ask these questions. So, so are we now going to have police officers you know, managing the Civil Service Bureau, police officers managing the Education Bureau. This uh, might be the sort of thing that's coming down the road. Right. Uh, good morning, John. Um, Hi, Mike. Yes. Uh, it sounds like I got out of the AO grade just in time. Um, you did. <laughs> the I was going to ask you about Carrie Lamb because you mentioned her saying, don't overthink this. Um She's been wanting to unload Matthew Jung for two or three years now, and she had her eyes on another AO uh, to fill his place at that time. And I think in who the was last, that? Who was that? That was Edward Yao. And I think, yeah. and more recently, she swung to Patrick Nip, and and both of those have now been completely ignored. Uh, it's as you said, it's it's a police officer coming in. So, what what does it say about her influence? Exactly. I mean, political leadership here it rests with uh, our party secretary, Lo Hui Ning. And so it says that Carrie Lam is sidelined also. I mean, the entire AO grade needs to understand what its position is. And she is a member or was a member of this grade, you know. And so I think the party is saying that well, in the past, the AO grade managed affairs itself, you know, and, and, and the grade itself determined who the perm sex would be and, and made all these kinds of decisions. This will no longer be the case. I think this is what the party is telling us. Now, if, if these elections go well, and then we have to ask, what does that mean? I mean, does that mean... There are no massive demonstrations. Does that mean that there are that people, um, you know, people vote in sufficient numbers not to make the whole thing a shambles? If we have a turnout of say 12 percent or something like this, this will show that the elections are a shambles. Then, if the party take away from that is, oh yes, we need many more police officers uh, because the situation is just um, too insecure. Does that does that mean? Sorry to plug the same line. Mm. Does th that means now they have her where they want her. She can do another five years as CE, or does it this mean? Oh, you know, oh golly, this is terrible. She's next. You know, you could read it either way, but uh, probably because she is so comfortably in the pocket of the CCP, it could mean another five years. So if you, when you're looking around and you're trying to say, well, you know, who, 
who else uh, could, well, you know, there's, of course, Mr. John Lee. He could take over from her. So, so. Um, well, what, do you think then, that's likely? Do you think that's, uh, what are the chances of that? That, that is certainly possible. Uh, so it depends on how does the party see its security position here. That's why I've focused on the elections. I think this explains the timeliness of this. Why now? You know, and that's because of these elections in September and December. So we, I think this is the critical thing. We have to wait and see what happens then. There could, you know, I think with only 17% of the people trusting the Hong Kong government, wow, that is unbelievable. That means even, even the pro-establishment people don't trust the Hong Kong government. There's widespread distrust of the Hong, Hong Kong government. So... So, um, and I think this is what is uh, bothering the Communist Party, that there's, you know, they don't know really who their supporters are. John Lee is one. But so, so the appointment of John Lee, you wouldn't necessarily say that that would be a, uh, an obvious thing to do if you wanted to increase the trust of the Hong Kong people towards the administration, let me put it like that. Uh, what, what does it mean then in terms of trust? I think it means that trust doesn't matter. Okay. I think it means I think it means we know you don't trust us. We don't trust you. We'll put that over there, you know, and we don't care about that now because this security issue related to the elections is our overwhelming issue. All right. Uh, Steve Vickers, good morning to you. Good morning. Uh, you're involved in security. Is that how you see things? No, actually, I fundamentally uh, disagree with almost everything that's just been said. Um, <laughs> well, you've got to get the, the show warmed up in the morning. And I've yeah, just go pedal, on. I've just pedaled on my bicycle from Lantau in the rain, and I'm sitting here steaming, so I thought I'd give you something what I think. Uh, I think this is effectively a task force. Um, the, the, the major mainland priority, I think, is... is, is Instability, security, and the national security situation. Uh, they've lost confidence in the um, AO card, or as you just described it, to execute that. So what we, what we have is John Lee promoted from Secretary for Security to, um, to, 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 to Chief Sec. Uh, the consequent promotion of the, uh, of the Commissioner to Secretary for Security and further promotion to fill the gap. Uh, of the new CP. This is in itself a task force with three primary goals. Uh, I mean, I don't have a, uh, I don't have a, a dog in this race, so I, I'm not. I, I think it's a shame that all this has happened. But what I would say is, what I think that goals are: one is to see through the prosecutions, um, including Apple and the rest that are that are on the, um, that are either underway or will have kicked off. To implement Article. 23, uh, and to knock heads amongst the AOs to get it done. That, that I think, is exactly what this is. Uh, I think a year from now, or two years from now, things will resume. It's not a police takeover, but this is a task force to get a job done. Okay, John, uh, he disagreed no, with you, no, or he has a different no, no, angle? I don't think there's any big disagreement. I don't see, I don't see this, uh, you know, I, of course they want to see through the prosecutions. They want to see 
through Article 23. The only, the only, I, I would add to that the elections, uh, to me, I think the elections are the priority and explain the timing. Um, but Well, that's not what these um, guys are doing. These guys are not the election guy. There's another team uh, on the elections. That, what, what, what these guys oh, are Oh, no, 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 no. They well, are well, the, well, well, they are the elections. I don't know why your insight is deeper than everybody else's in Hong Kong or how you know what the, uh, how you know what you know. Um, but I, I think it's pretty evident, and if you talk to people and if you know the people, that that's what they're doing. Now, the election clearly is going to be critical, I and mean, it clearly is something of great import. But to put everything in one basket and say it's all because, you know, John Lee's going to get everybody elected, I don't think so. I, he's the wrong guy for that, uh, the right guy for what they want to do um, as it relates to national security. This is a... Their primary objective at the moment is national security and then the election, one after the other. The railway train left the station uh, some time ago on the 1st of July. Uh, they've ticked the boxes on seven out of ten of, the, uh, of their goals. This is, this is an, an effort to drive this through. Clearly, as Mike Rouse just said, there is some, um, was some dissatisfaction with the former, um, uh, with the former deputy decent guy though he was I think um, and that's where we are today this is this is not worth overthinking I think it's a it's not very I mean again it's, it's very regrettable uh, I'm very sad that all this is that all this has happened but this is the inevitable consequence we're all talking about Hong Kong and thinking about Hong Kong what's in their mind is a wider greater bay uh, greater bay scenario of which Hong Kong is a seen as a component, but not a key component. Right, Stephen, as you talk about a task force, that suggests a, a, you know, a temporary uh, arrangement. Uh, it's going to perform its task and then change. Is that, is that how you see things then? Well, I was just looking at the retirement ages of various people. Um, John Lee could stay on longer because it's a ministerial, or because of the seniority of the post. Uh, but the, the police people tend to leave at, uh, at, at um, prescribed prescribed. Um, uh, retirement ages so I can this looks to me like a, an 18 month to two year gig that's my observation from the from the outside uh, the elections I do take are, are critical um, from a political risk point of view clearly um, the, the, the decisions that were made in 2019 were not the were not the and uh, were not the the wisest ones the police were thrown under the bus by Carrie Lamb at that time in that the decisions were made no, no negotiations of any sort took place and then the basically we were off to the races with a particularly unpleasant jo John situation. Burns was saying that uh, John Lee was uh, had performed very poorly there that he completely mis uh, as Secretary for Security he misread the political situation and, and on all the problems that followed were well again I, I don't know who misread what or who, uh, clearly it was not the finest hour for the for all the people associated with that with that act. Oh, sorry, with the with the um, uh, with, with the, the legislation that caused so much drama. Um, but I wouldn't say he misread the political situation. I mean, I don't like. I mean, personally, none of us like what has happened to Hong Kong. Um, all of us are a little bit one way or the other. We're, would much rather have a, 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 a democratic... But they underestimated the opposition. They underestimated, they misread the mood of the people of Hong Kong, to say the From, least. I, I, I think it's entirely regrettable what happened. Whether they misread the people of Hong Kong or whether they decided to see it through is another, 
would be a, a, another discussion for another day. But it, I'm pretty sure that is that is what where we are. The, the head, it, it's a, 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 a situation where they want to get the various um, departments to work together as opposed to pulling against each other. Hmm. From the mainland side, not from my opinion, but from the mainland side, I think they were detecting a lack of um, uh, a, 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 a lack of pulling the oars <laughs> at, at the same time as the police, and they wanted to get something done a bit differently. Right. So I'm not saying I, I like it, but I'm, I think that's that's okay. what's actually in play. Uh, also joining us, our third guest who's been waiting patiently is Andrew Lerng. Um, jo- Andrew, good morning. You've heard John. You've heard Steve. Uh, you and I are both uh, former AOs. What's your take on all this? Well, I've been AO uh, almost all my life. So, um, and, of course, I feel deeply about these changes. But I think that the, all the chick- pieces of the jigsaw um, have been picked up by various uh, speakers this morning. But I think that there is a much more uh, cogent, much more strategic, a long-term um, strategy as far as Beijing is concerned. Uh, because, um, well, after 23 years, uh, at first um, Be- Beijing was quite happy with leaving the governance of Hong Kong uh, to the AO Carter uh, and to the system. But then um, after what happened, during this um, riotous uh, protests um, and, and, been, and then before and after, including the uh, inability to enact Article 23, and then a lot of the long-term uh, legislative proposals um, have been held to ransom. So um, I think the Beijing was, uh, A, totally disappointed uh, how Hong Kong had been governed. Secondly, um, alarm that one country, two systems, uh, has now been hijacked uh, by various forces, uh, both deliberately and uh, and inborn. Um, but it, the fact remains that a lot of people in Hong Kong, not just in the uh, the ordinary people, but also people in the civil service, in the whole throughout the whole Hong Kong administration, um, vast number of them have been educated under the, uh, the Western education system. Um, not too many uh, have a sense of nationhood. Um, all they know is that Hong Kong is Hong Kong, you know, so hands off Beijing. Um, and then in the eyes of Beijing, uh, the one country of the one country, two systems, has been forgotten, if not um, uh, being jeopardized, in the sense that there are lots of safeguards for the two systems, but there are only a few safeguards for the one country. And these few safeguards have somehow been... Uh, thrown aside, uh, if not trampled upon, uh, including, of course, the Beijing's offer of universal suffrage inside the basic law, Hong Kong's uh, constitution. But that was included on the initiative of Beijing. They were not in the joint declaration with Britain, but they were included uh, on the understanding there are screening of candidates. Now, um, the universal suffrage package was offered but then it was rejected. Not only was it rejected, but then the safeguards for screening of candidates uh, were being either sort of uh, uh, opposed uh, and also... So, um, and, Andrew, Andrew Lang, Andrew Lang, so... So all this comes to a, 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 a reconstruction of the whole administrate of the whole game. Uh, the reconstruction consists of three parts. Firstly, the introduction of national security law. So that's been done. Secondly... Uh, the complete reform of the electoral system. That has been 
costly uh, enacted legislation. Um, and thirdly, the installation of national security um, personnel or, or, or the apparatus, both in terms of the committees and both in terms of uh, key uh, the levers of power in the Hong Kong system. So that's been in place. Now, the long-term uh, idea is that without Hong Kong uh, being restored to a state of stability, all these long-term contradictions in the Hong Kong society can hardly be um, dealt with. That include the inequality, uh, the kind of uh, limited um, upward movement for the young people, um, the, the housing, uh, um, uh, various other issues. So I think that the, the idea is that once all this, uh, the situation has been stabilized, uh, then the Hong Kong government can get on with it. Now, as far as AO is concerned, uh, in fact, the, the distrust of AO began long before now. Don't forget that the, uh, about the introduction uh, of the political appointees, even under 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 CH Dome. Um, but this is now um, another game changer. I mean, uh, never before has uh, been uh, 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 a kind of disciplined uh, officer with disciplined background been appointed to such high position. As to whether this is a, a, just a temporary, just for one year, I don't believe it. Because why now? You know, just for one year. I don't think Beijing be so stupid as to just rock the boat just for one year. It must be a long, much longer-term situation. Uh, the idea is to lock in these uh, key security people in key positions. One of the main, main things that remains to be done is, is really to clean up the whole, not only the civil service, but the whole administration. Okay, we've got, we've got, we've got a break. Sorry, uh, Andrew, we've got a break now for, for the news at 9 o'clock. We will we'll continue the topic. We don't have a short topic today. We're also going to be hearing later from uh, Alice Mack from the Federation of Trade Unions, who said, what's wrong with uh, being a police state? The weather, the black rainstorm warning is still uh, in effect now, and the thunderstorm warning as well. Uh, the forecast is going to be cloudy with showers. The showers heavy with squally thunderstorms around at first, temperatures up to about 29 degrees. Uh, during the day uh, and uh, the weather will improve and it will be very hot during the day in the latter part of this week and the readings at the moment 25 celsius with a relative humidity now at 94 percent we don't know how long this one will last but indications are that it could last longer you're listening to the news on rthk Welcome back. This is Backchat on a Monday morning, first one of the week. A reminder that the black rainstorm warning uh, is still in effect. There's a black rainstorm warning signal as well as a uh, thunderstorm warning. We'll keep you in touch uh, with the latest uh, weather information. We're talking about uh, the changes at the top of the administration uh, this morning uh, on Backchat. As ever, we want to hear from you. You can leave messages on our Facebook page. I'll read those out in a moment. You can email us, backchat at rthk.hk, uh, or uh, you can call us, 233 266. Actually, I think all our lines are full up uh, this morning as uh, we talk to uh, our guests. Uh, Andrew Lung, uh, International Independent China Strategist, former Director General of Social Welfare. Steve Vickers, CEO of Steve Vickers and Associates, a specialist political and corporate risk consultancy. And uh, John Burns, Emeritus Professor and Honorary Professor in the Department of Politics and Public Administration at the University of Hong Kong. We're also joined now by lawmaker Alice Mack from the Federation of uh, Trade Unions. Um, let's 
sister here, see what people are saying. In emails, Anthony T says, Dear Back Chat, David Ford, Hong Kong's former chief secretary, is from the military, and many of our respected viceroys, such as David Trench, who used a hard-hand approach to quell the 67 anti-imperialism protests, was from the British military. Remember Murray Mackleyhose, who greatly expanded welfare and set up a massive public housing programme? During World War II, while under the cover of being the British vice-consul, Maclehose trained Chinese guerrillas to operate behind Japanese lines to carry out sabotage. All these great Hong Kong officials are a testament that government leaders with military or disciplinary training are more likely to help Hong Kong to thrive. That's from uh, Anthony T. Uh, CW says, with the new regime in place, what are the chances of Jimmy Lai's trial being moved to China and the consequences uh, if that happens? Uh, a question for Professor Burns from TC. Is this the missing piece of the puzzle? Lee had one year to get the civil service to toe the line. Could John Lee be groomed as the next uh, CE? I think we touched on that. Uh, Frank says, been going back through the history books and to China 1921. That was a revolution supported by the foreign interference of French and Soviet socialists. These groomed Chow Enlai and Deng Xiaoping on the virtues of democracy and rights of workers. Is there a fear on the part of today's CCP leadership that history may repeat or is repeating itself and thus the tightening of reins? Let's recall too that when reins were black, the emperor took responsibility at least. New task forces remit as per Vickers' depiction seems to have finally severed any connection between those trying to govern and the governed. Any taxi driver would tell you so. We, the ordinary citizens, will carry on with a dignified life. That's uh, from uh, Frank. Uh, and uh, on Facebook, um, uh, TC says... Uh, well, let's go, go to Henry's first. Uh, I, T, Henry says, I feel Matthew Chung is fired on orders from Beijing as he is not allowed to complete the last year of Carrie's term. I think given Hong Kong political climate has stabilised, uh, Beijing sees him as not resolute enough and replacing him is appropriate. Newspaper has listed a number of incidents where Matthew should have taken immediate action, but he didn't. His inactions could have misguided the opposition that escalation is OK. I noted that media did not thank Matthew for his work very much. Secondly, national security is still high priority as US plays Hong Kong card, and John Lee obviously is the best candidate. There is work on Article 23. Three, two. John and Tang have displayed strong leadership to quell the riot. Tang performed better than his meek predecessor. Their performance shows they are reliable and extremely challenging situation like CY Leung. GPA project is fast-tracking now and more measures affecting Hong Kong will be rolled out in the future. A recent Chinese scholar has listed six roles Hong Kong would play in China's economy. A strong leader is required to lead the civil service to forge ahead. It's likely that a number of measures affecting Hong Kong would be rolled out in the near future. Given Beijing has indicated that housing needs to be addressed at the root of the Kari Hanjung meeting, again, strong leader is required to advance the difficult issue and not dilly-dally. I think the firing of Matthew on order from Beijing may indicate Kari only has to finish her term. The next CE has a difficult job ahead. GBA, Article 23, integration with mainland, housing problem, income inequality, etc. I guess CY might run again and win. He's most suitable, tough, knows China in detail, and is still very active after he stepped down. Hong Kong needs people like CY, who is tough, no nonsense, and really get things going and done. Hong Kong has lost quite a lot of years in dealing with riot and the uh, opposition. 
um, uh, Horatio says, shouldn't Lee first address the issue of his family all holding British passports first? How is he going to formulate sanctions or policies against a supposedly foreign hostile country in the CCP's eyes? When they plan this reshuffling, doesn't someone actually think things through? Oh, wait, what am I asking? This is not the old Hong Kong, but the new Hong Kong. TC says when a reporter asked about further changes in her cabinet, Carrie Lam made a Freudian slip saying that some changes are forced upon her. Now, if Carrie Lam's not going to run for re-election, why would she make such an important change with a year left in her term? Furthermore, the promotions demonstrate Beijing's evaluation of talent is different from the most of us outside uh, mainland China. And uh, Alan says, is Hong Kong becoming a police state? Question mark. That ship has sailed. Police are immune to any oversight or investigation. There is no consequence for any violence they care to mete out. In 2019, the police changed their slogan from We Serve with Pride and Care to Serving Hong Kong with Honour, Duty and Loyalty. They have shown that loyalty to the CCP is now the only principle they uphold. Putting police as CS shows that the government sees its task as subduing Hong Kong like an occupying force, not serving it. In related news, Stan News is basically basically shutting down. Police showed what happens to media that dares criticise the government. White terror working as intended. That's from Alan. Wow. So we've had three uh, strong speakers already on the programme today and a cadre of our listeners as well with some forceful views. Also joining us now is Miss Alice Mack, Federation of Trade Unions lawmaker. Good morning, Miss Mack. Good morning. Now, you were quoted last week as saying... You didn't think there was any problem with a police state. Mm. And you thought it's a good thing because it puts the emphasis on security. Have you had any further thoughts since that statement? Well, in fact, uh, when I was asked by the question, and I'm trying to answer the question in a sarcastic way, you know, <laughs> because, uh, you know, I, I think it's very unfair for uh, uh, to make the... the the conclusion that uh, we have two uh, secretaries from the, uh, the police that will say that uh, our government will become a, a police state. Uh, how about we have so many AOs in uh, in our government? So is it an AO state? So I think um, uh, when I'm ask, uh, answering the question, I was answering the question, I'm trying to... Uh, well, uh, I would say I'm trying to be sarcastic, but in fact, I was—I just want to point out that uh, there's no grounds to say that Hong Kong uh, turned um, has turned to uh, a police state simply because we, our chief secretary is a former policeman. Hmm. Now, okay, that's an important clarification. Mm. Um, mm. Of course, the, the the word police state normally have a negative connotation, implying that the police force is not really subject to uh, political control. Yeah. Um, would, would you accept that police state is, a, is sort of not really a welcome thing? Well, um, I think uh, for the, the use of the word, uh, especially in recent years, it has, the, uh, the, it has some kind of negative implications and negative meaning. And that is why I, 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 I found it unfair to make the conclusion that yeah. we have a, a chief secretary, our chief secretary is from the police, and so we, our government has turned to a police state. Right. Uh, so it, there's no grounds to say that. Now, now, one of the big demands from the public, which, which preceded the the riots and, in fact, it went on through them, they wanted a, a independent judicial inquiry into the whole saga of extradition and the government's response 
and the policing of the protests. Do you think with a commissioner of police or former commissioner as, as now the chief secretary and another one as the secretary for security, could we in fact now get such an independent inquiry? I think it's it's not not uh, the situ- current situation now is not about uh, whether we have an independent inquiry. In fact, things have changed so so for so long, and um, uh, with such uh, with the new care, I think uh, with the current situation, uh, our way forward is how to how the uh, our government uh, is administering Hong Kong, and how to improve the livelihood of our Hong Kong people. Right. How about the trust level, though, in the government? Mm. Uh, Professor Burns, who uh, you weren't, I think, on the show at that time when he was speaking before nine o'clock, said mm. that the trust level of the Hong Kong people is pretty much at an all-time low. It, it's less than 20% in the government. How, how can we win back the trust of Hong Kong people? Well, this is an undeniable fact that uh, the Hong Kong people is not really... Uh, satisfied with our government, uh, you know, uh, not only because how they deal with the uh, 2019 riots, but also uh, the pandemic last year. Uh, we hope our gov- we we expect our government to be more determined and decisive uh, in carrying out measures that can help to improve the livelihood uh, of our Hong Kong people and to help to, and and to fight against the pandemic. Uh, so um, I think when, when we talk about how to gain, regain the trust from the people, uh, we need to see some concrete uh, uh, work or performance uh, by the government. Um, I think it is uh, we cannot regain the trust through any kind of um, uh, uh, dialogue or communication. Of course, dialogue and communication is always uh, essential. But apart from that, the government really need to do something to make some difference and help them to, to show Hong Kong people that the government is determined to help Hong Kong people and to live with Hong Kong people and stand with Hong Kong people. John Burns, do you think uh, Ms. Max's clarification and her assessment of what needs to be done to regain confidence, does that work for you? Uh, I mean, first of all, I, you know, I agree with Ms. Max uh, about the calling Hong Kong a police state, I think that is inappropriate. And if she was uh, being sarcastic, that's a welcome clarification. Uh, because if it were to be a police state, this would be disastrous. Uh, there it's so many consequences of that. And so I don't use that those words to describe Hong Kong, and I, I, so I completely agree with her about that. Regaining trust, yes. I mean, for sure, uh, she has, uh, you know, highlighted inequality, housing, or livelihood on the one hand, and pandemic on the other. And actually, uh, moving forward on these issues, I think this is uh, very important. So then, the, getting back to the topic of today, you know, if uh, Matthew Jones was not the right person to do this, and apparently what I'm hearing from everyone is he apparently wasn't, is John Lee the right person for this? So Ms. Mack's analysis of this has put the emphasis on these issues that are of direct relevance to most Hong Kong people, that is to say, livelihood issues and pandemic, 
the earlier analysis put the emphasis on more, you know, prosecuting and Article 23 and national security. My own view is that Miss, you know, Miss Mack's approach would is more likely to rebuild trust than the task force to um, uh, prosecute and Article 23. Uh, uh, Alice Mack, can I ask, do you think John Lee is the right person to lead the administration as the Chief Secretary? Um, I, uh, as from my uh, experience working with... Uh, sorry, the, the phone is not... Uh, some echo. Okay, uh, we, we can hear you okay, yeah. If you can put okay. up that. Carry but, on. Uh, um, uh, from my experience working with uh, John Lee uh, uh, when he was uh, under secretary for security, uh, in fact, we have very close working relationship against uh, fighting against the uh, scams and uh, and also fighting against those uh, uh, um, uh, 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 illegal uh, financial imageries. Uh, so I hope uh, and and from my experience. Uh, he is a very determined person. Uh, I recall in 2014, when I was working uh, on a large number of cases of scams, uh, we, we, some, some government officials told me that, oh, we can do very little about it. But uh, John has, uh, and I've talked to John, and he showed me that he really thinks uh, he should do something. To help the to the victims of the scams, and um, so uh, and finally we have uh, tr uh, in the, well the, the police has uh, prosecuted some uh, 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 I mean the, the, the criminals, and also uh, we have successfully pushed the government to review the registration process uh, of the uh, money lenders. So I think uh, um, uh, John is a very determined. Person. But, but the, well, I mean, but all those and, things. You know, are, in, in, in this situation. Yeah, but all those things you're talking about. Yeah, all those what? things you're talking about seem to relate to security. Seem to relate to be close to no, to police business. Just, when it, what about when it comes to? Sorry, can I finish? Sorry, can I finish? Uh, I think we just I just want to get back to the point. Um, I, th I think uh, when it com what about when it comes to education? What about when it comes to culture? What about when it comes to social welfare? Uh, all these other issues, which are which are not related, nothing to do with uh, security issues or or police uh, or the law. Uh, how do you think John Lee will perform in those respects? I just hope you can let me finish. Uh, when I described uh, my experience of working with him, it shows that he's a very determined person and he has the determination to help Hong Kong people, especially the underprivileged. So when he has got this determination to improve uh, people's livelihood, I'm sure that uh, he will use this de determination on after policy making uh, process. So I'm, I have uh, a very, uh, I'm, I'm trust that uh, he will be determined and decisive enough to carry out measures that can help Hong Kong people <clears throat> on, uh, no matter it's on education <clears throat> uh, affairs uh, issues or uh, uh, when we are fighting against the pandemic. So you think he has broader experience than just law enforcement? Yeah. Uh, well, law enforcement is a, uh, uh, an aspect, uh, but his determination <clears throat> in uh, improving Hong Kong people's livelihood is in important when he carry out or help to implement measures or policies 
on other areas, not only in uh, security issues. I mean, no, not only on security issues. Um, Steve Vickers, what do you think about John Lee performing all these extra roles? I mean, as as uh, Chief Secretary, it's a big portfolio. I have to declare, and he, he worked for me for five years when I was head of uh, Intelligence Bureau. He was my deputy uh, at that time, so I know him pretty well. Uh, he's intelligent, um, quite well read in, 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 um, in different ways. Uh, not a typical AO animal, um, capable of thinking out of the box. Uh, but look, I don't like the whole thing that's happened to Hong Kong, but we are where we are. I mean, the truth is, if you just look at what's just happened, in within 12 months, we've got a national we've got a national security law. We've established an office for safeguarding the, the security of the Central People's Republic, committee for safeguarding the national security of Hong Kong, a new department in the police force, integration, plus all the prosecutions. I mean, it's a nightmare. So he's the right guy for these times. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I've had him honest. Uh, I, like I say, I'm not in love with the with what's happened, but given what has happened, he's probably, he's certainly the best man to uh, to do so. And he's smart enough to think out of the box and to be able to operate and delegate appropriately. So could he go on and be CE? Uh, look, you'd have to ask him. Um, I say, I, I, uh, he was my brightest boy when, when uh, in another era. Um, again, we're living in a different time. We, we, the comparisons of the discussions we have today are all as if Hong Kong is standing still. Whether we like it or not, uh, Hong Kong is integrating into the Greater Bay Area. Our chief executive's role is more of a mayor than of a, uh, than of a leader. Um, we will have a sort of party secretary type situation involving uh, people in, in West. I and mean, that's how it's morphed in Hong Kong. I think we need to be realistic. Uh, and in these uncertain times, he's probably, oh, I, I, he's probably the best guy for it. Again, I don't, I'm not in love with what's happening, but in, given that it is happening, I, I think we need to support it as far as we can. Uh, uh, Andrew Lung, what, what do you think? I mean, he's, he's kind of the anti-AO in, in many respects, isn't he? He doesn't have the, the, the breadth of experience, which is uh, valued uh, by the AO. He doesn't have experience in, or very little experience in, in policy making. I noted this, that he said he was something like 20, 44 years in, in government, but he, he, most of that was spent in the police. I, I didn't really kind of think of that as, as government, really. Uh, you know, w w what do you think? Is he the right person in that respect? Well, let's not forget, as, as well as Beijing is concerned, there are two main critical issues that have been brought up you know, as a result of all this happening in Hong Kong. The first one is loyalty. So that's why that, uh, Beijing absolutely wanted that patriots would run Hong Kong. I mean, not from the bottom down to the, to, to, to the chief executive, down, down to the street sweeper, but at least not the kind of uh, the body of people who oppose uh, the Communist Party, uh, if not trying to plot the overthrowing of the Communist Party. You know, that, that's really you know, what royalty boils down to, because the Beijing doesn't want to turn Hong Kong into another smaller Shanghai. So that's the first uh, side of the coin, loyalty. The other side of the coin is trust, as you rightly pointed out. But trust cannot be imposed from above. It cannot be just happen because someone is determined to, to, to instill trust, and he or she can, can just do it. Because building trust in a Hong Kong society with so many people brought up under the Western system uh, requires a great deal of skill, uh, social, political, uh, economic, 
Um, and then, of course, the, it, there's nowhere else uh, if, uh, you can find a system like Hong Kong. Hong Kong is unique. Now, coming back to the, uh, the prospect, because uh, for, uh, in the next administration, because obviously these major changes uh, have not happened just because of the, the next year. I mean, this is uh, ridiculous. Uh, you, you would think that Beijing would do such a major uh, kind of change merely because of the uh, coming elections. Um, uh, or even Article 23, because Article 23 uh, is, is unlikely to happen within this administration anyway. What is, uh, uh, Beijing focuses upon is uh, what's going to happen during the next four years. Um, there's a host of important issues facing us, uh, housing, inequality, uh, how to, 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 to groom up the, 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 the younger people, um, uh, well, if that was the case, why would you appoint? Why would you appoint as a senior in a, to a senior position somebody? Well, if that was the case, why would you appoint someone to a senior position, someone who has no experience whatsoever well, in I mean, housing, I'm, in education of young people, uh, in all those all those priorities that you that you spoke of? Well, I mean, don't don't forget he's appointed as chief secretary. <laughs> he's not appointed as the um, the, the next CE in waiting. And that comes to my point. With all these host of issues facing us for the next four years, who is best qualified? Um, and I would rest my case. You know, um, you it, but you haven't answered it. You, have, you didn't. You rested your case without giving an answer. Should we? Should we still have another AO as the CE? Well, I don't think that. I think the, the era of the OAO kind of um, um, mantra or mentality uh, has ended in the sense that the previous AO just loyally plotting along. Um, Beijing doesn't want that. Uh, what Beijing wants is are the results. Results not only in terms of loyalty, as I said, as the ability to address all these social contradictions uh, and really to get things done, um, not in a Beijing dictat, but to play out the one country's two systems to the full, uh, in the sense that, um, as I said, don't forget about the one country, but also the two systems. The two have to go, got to work together um, in building kind of trust. And I don't think that building trust, uh, that this member task in the special circumstances of Hong Kong, requires only someone with a discipline background. Um, you know, because the, uh, discipline, um, uh, national security, they are all important, but there's not a be all and end all for the one country, two systems. Okay, that sounds like a, a plea for generalists to still be valued. Well, I don't think it's, you can generalize like that. Um, and, and, and I think uh, Beijing is, is, is uh, beholden to any kind of particular, you know, sort of uh, theory. Uh, what Beijing wants is someone, uh, a safe pair of hands for the next four years, to really handle all these major contradictions. Um, because after all, uh, even if Carrie Lam is, is uh, got um, re-elected, re of course, under, under this new system, if Beijing wants her to be elected, I mean, it's a sue-in. Um, but I think at the end of the day, it's someone who is who's able uh, and familiar with all the social and political situations. But she's, uh, she's been in charge for four years. Apparatus to get things done. Andrew, she's been years. in charge for five, four years already. She's one more year to go. The next term is for five years. Does the performance over this four years oh, yeah, yeah, suggest that, that she yeah, the is, is the right yeah. person for the for the? Yeah, well, but, but these so, so major social economic contradictions are huge problems 
they have been besetting Hong Kong for a long, long time. Um, the inequality, the housing, and so on and so forth. Five years is, is simply not enough. Um, but uh, also about the integration with the Greater Bay Area and so on and so forth, uh, and the uh, education of the, of the younger generation, and the groom of the next the generation of political um, uh, leaders in Hong Kong. Um, I think that's very likely, bearing in mind the long-term uh, strategies of the Greater Bay Area and the Barron Road, and Hong Kong's role is an international uh, financial center for the internationalization of the Renmin Bay. All these are very, very long-term issues, and I right. think that provided the situation is, remains stable and all these social issues get, um, uh, economic issues get addressed, uh, there's strong likelihood that Beijing would like to renew uh, the one country, two system uh, for, for, for another period. Right. Um, but if, if that decision is taken, it's, it can't be left until 2049. It's got to be decided yeah, at least now. 12 years before. So you, 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 this is the, the kind of long-term strategy uh, Beijing has in mind. Not any particular individual, not particular theory about AO um, and so on and so forth. It's much more important the one country, two systems role in the long-term strategy um, of the nation. All right, a couple more comments to finish off. Alan says, your guest, your guest Andrew Lung's long spiel about how one country overrides all else, two systems, suffrage are disposable, and all will be sacrificed to assuage the insecurity of Beijing. Beijing cannot tolerate anything less than complete prostration at their feet. And so a police state is the only solution. That's from uh, Alison. Uh, uh, sorry, from... Uh, uh, well, Jim H. says, uh, please define the meaning of a police state and how that uh, definition applies to Hong Kong and my quality of life in the Hong Kong uh, SAR. And uh, Vic, referring to an email right at the beginning of the programme, says, Dear Backchat, would be reporting Herman to the SPCA for trained parrot abuse. You heard it here first. That comes uh, from Vic. Thank you very much indeed for that. Thank you very much indeed to, to uh, all our guests this morning, to uh, Alice Mack, uh, lawmaker with the Federation of uh, Trade Unions, Andrew Lung, uh, former Director General of Social Welfare and now a China strategist, uh, Steve Vickers, CEO of Steve Vickers and Associates, a specialist political and corporate risk consultancy, and John Burns, Emeritus Professor, Honorary Professor in the Department of Politics and Public Administration at the University of Hong Kong. Thank you very much indeed. A uh, quick email, for, this is from uh, Timothy, who says the third alarm fire at the Aberdeen Marina, which occurred in the early hours of Sunday, uh, should serve as a wake-up call to the government that no one was killed in the blaze is nothing short of a miracle. The two long officials have turned a blind eye to the class floor class for pleasure boat license being abused to facilitate permanent residence in what are clearly unsafe conditions. Shame on Marine Department for not enforcing the law and on the marina operators that knowingly suffer those that flout the regulations while at the same time packing them in cheek by jowl and turning a tidy profit in the process. That comes uh, from Tim. Thank you very much indeed for that. The black rainstorm warning is still currently uh, in force as well as a thunderstorm warning. Today it's going to be cloudy with showers. The showers heavy with squally thunderstorms at first. Temperatures up to 29 degrees. Weather will remain unsettled tomorrow and improve gradually in the following few days. Very hot towards the end of the week. 24 degrees now and the relative humidity is now at 97%. To defeat the COVID-19 epidemic and resume normal life, everyone should get vaccinated. No matter how young or fit we are, we may still be infected. Even if the infection is mild, the disease may also have long-term impact on your health. Vaccination provides protection to ward off new strains of the virus for the health of yourself and your family, and for the resumption of normal life. Go for it. We will win by getting vaccinated together. 9.32, the news now with Samantha Butler.
Community vaccination centres have suspended services but will remain open after the observatory issued the black rainstorm warning signal at 8.20 this morning. Vaccinations will resume as soon as the signal is lowered. Court hearings and schools have also been suspended. No new coronavirus cases have been found after some 390 residents of a Typo building were tested overnight. The lockdown at Block 10 of Typo Centre was lifted at 6.30 this morning. Yesterday, a 24-year-old woman who lives there was confirmed to have caught the Delta variant of the virus off her colleague, who worked part-time at customer services in Uptown Plaza. And rescue teams are running out of time to save more people from the rubble of a collapsed building near the U.S. city of Miami. Nine people are confirmed to have died when the apartment block collapsed on Thursday. More than 150 are still missing. I'll have more news at 10 o'clock. It's time right now on Radio 3 to say good morning to Phil Whelan and his guests on The Morning Brew. Hello. Hello. How are you? Not too bad at all. Good morning. Maybe you Scottish. Hello. You never Facebook chat with me, Phil. Good morning. He's got the Tom and Jerry type violence. It's a great experience if you just want to get a bit of zing. On your radio and live online, this is The Morning Brew. Yeah, and welcome to Monday here on The Morning Brew. Good to be back with you. Going to begin at 10.10, of course, latest from the world of rugby. CEO of HK Rugby, that is our mate Robbie McRobbie. New York correspondent Tracy Kwan with me after 10.30 for this week's news and chat. After 11.30, going to welcome back ocean conservationist Gary Stokes from Oceans Asia. Now, this is very cool. He's just revealed that he's been working... On a movie for the sharks with the great Ellie Roth. Yeah, that Ellie Roth. It's called Finn and it's going to preview on July 13th for Shark Week. It's got an all-star production team and explores the truth behind millions of shark deaths. After 12, we're off to Ho Chi Minh to catch up with Bureau Chief at Large and professional lockdowner Neil Runciman. That's your morning brew. Oh, and the predictable opening song here from the Weather Girls. This one's for Wayne. Thanks for listening. We got news for you. You better listen.